Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Jay here, Full-Time Devils. This is the Full-Time Devils podcast. Joining me today are Dave Pritt, who's done lots of Full-Time Devils. You've seen him at the games, covers a lot of the under-23s for us and some of the fan cams as well. Angelina Kelly, of course, who does all our watch-alongs and some of our match reviews. And last but by no means least, Casey. Casey, who's been on the podcast before, haven't you, actually, Casey? Yeah, I've been on the podcast before. I think there's a a No Context United post from that podcast involving a Dybala chant. (laughs) Oh yeah, that oh, guy who sent us the Dybala. Been going round recently. He's better than Suarez yeah. and Mane and Salah. I said at the He's time. Dybala. I said at the time. I remember it. It was really good. I said it was going to be in no context United, and it has been for. <sighs> yes, it was. If you've not seen that, just I don't, well, don't even Google it. Don't. Doesn't matter. You're not missing much. Um, and you're wearing a rather interesting top here. Yeah, I'm wearing a sporting t-shirt, a uh, sporting shirt that I've had for a while. I haven't just bought it for Fernandez. Uh, but yeah, this is the closest I think I'm going to get to. A Fernandez shirt. So I was about to say, there's more likelihood of you playing for United this season, I think, than Bruno Fernandez. Um, right, as we're recording this, I just I'm just going to recap quickly on what's happened so far this morning at Manchester United Football Club. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's more or less dismissed talking. He's done his press conference. He's dismissed talking about transfers. He's claimed that Alexis Sanchez is going to come back and prove everyone wrong. And then we've had this story that I think a certain journalist who's not exactly popular on this show from the Manchester Evening News um, broke where he said that Sander Berger, Burge, am I pronouncing it right? Doesn't matter. We all know he's on that. Some kid who plays for for Genk was heading to Carrington, was actually going into Carrington for his medical. He was waved in. Yeah, he was waved in because he had a special wave for medicals. Um, He was waved in and then he went in, but then... So then everyone started running with this. So, you know, we've signed, we're going to sign this Sander Burge and everyone's Googling frantically and all the so-called experts. Like, oh, I've loved him ever since he scored. Check notes. Um, <laughs> against, I don't know, Anderlecht or whatever. Um, didn't happen. Turns out it was false. It wasn't him in this car going in, into the Carrington. It was someone else. So we're not signing him. So we can all stop pretending we know loads about him now. Yeah. At least uh, I don't have to research it now. I know, he's just tiring, isn't it, researching his players. Mm. And, you know, it looks like... 
we're not going to sign anyone unless we get this Fernandez deal over the line because we and you just talking, Dave, just before we started, we talked about Jude Bellingham, who we've been linked with. Apparently, we've put a bid in of thirty million, and even that doesn't look like happening. No, but I don't think that's down to us. I don't think him and his dad really want us to come to United because at the moment he is playing for the Birmingham's first team, and will he really get into our our first team at the moment? He'd probably be stuck in the reserves or get the odd odd game. I mean, someone like Greenwood, he's already got ten goals for us this season. I mean, he didn't start every game. He's some games he didn't play at all. So you can understand why he probably wants to stick around or find a club where he's going to be playing every game. Is that not indicative, though, of how full, how full, how far United have fallen, how far we done fell, that we can't even convince a guy, no disrespect to Birmingham City, but Birmingham City aren't exactly going to be, you know, challenging in the top five of the Premier League anytime soon. We can't even convince a kid to come from Birmingham to Manchester United. But, but happened, we can't even get that over the line. What happened when we were good as well? Um, God, I can't, the players... Welsh player plays for Arsenal. Aaron um, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. Same yeah, well, situation with him. But there's a difference there. I get where you're coming from, but the difference there, I think, was Arsenal are a big club as well. I don't say they're yeah. the biggest club, Manchester United. They're not, but he had another offer. Wenger, I think, personally intervened and managed to convince not just Aaron Ramsey, but his family as well, that you come to us. We're gonna. I think they might have even, I might be wrong here, but they might have done a loan deal where he went back to, to his club for a bit. But, the, but, but he had the thing where he... When he joined Arsenal, he did play. Whereas if he joined us, I don't yeah. think he'd have played as much. Mm. And to some players, they're not that bothered about the money and they want to play football. Could we not? I mean, I guess second guessing it, but could we not do a thing where we say, all right, we'll buy you and loan you back for a season just to get him? I mean, we could do, but the last time we did that was Will Sahar, so and that didn't really work out well. <laughs> I feel like the problem is, is if you, the, the way that United are at the moment and how disjointed everyone seems to be, it's like you could, he could be bought, loaned back for two seasons. In two seasons, United could have changed the transfer plans, he could have brought loads of people in. Managers could be different. They could be directors of football. It could be, well, I'm saying that willing, yeah. wishful thinking. They could be a director of football. But there could be so much in place that means he doesn't get into the first team straight away as well. So he doesn't want to like set his career up for two years down the line based on United now if it's not if it's not certain what it's going to be in two years. You might just be thinking, well, maybe we'll move on in two years, but I'm going to stick around where I am and then see what options I have then. Because the options now, if he's not going to be playing, I don't see why he wants to move. It just saddens me. Maybe I've got rose tinted glasses on. I just think that the law, even if, if the mess we're in of Manchester United, would be enough to get a kid from the Championship to come to us. But and do, do you think that's that is the problem now? Do you think it is a case of not just the long term plan, but the fact that the whole club looks a mess and it's just not attractive for a youngster or his family to to say, you know, what we're going to send him there? Or do you think this is just him sort of? We know he's a Birmingham City fan as well. Mm -hmm. Come through the ranks that maybe that plays a factor. Um, I think it's probably. Um, a mixture of the two, because I guess I don't know if United were in the Champions League and were challenging, you know, in the top three or something like that. It would probably be a little bit more appealing to go. Um, but at the same time, like like you're, you're saying, you know, sometimes people just want to play football. And if he supports Birmingham as well, it's where his family is, all that type of stuff. For some people, that, that means more to them. So I, I think it's probably a mixture of the two. I feel like if we were maybe doing a little bit better... There would 100% be more appeal and not just to this one player, to a lot of other players, there'd be a lot more appeal. Um, but I think it could just be a case of somebody who just wants to play football, wants to kind of stay home and, and see how they get on. And like you say, you know, in the next two years, anything could happen and it could change for them. In terms of Fernandez, you mentioned him a minute ago, okay, saying you're wearing obviously your, your top in tribute to him <laughs> or in tribute to Nanny. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> greatest <laughs> greatest season from one player and then drop off in a while like from Nani, just... where is he now 
He's at Orlando City. Yeah, he's an American. Isn't it? Or he might be back in Portugal. He's somewhere. He's, <laughs> the thing with Nani is, right, you could make a highlights reel of Nani that makes him look genuinely oh, like the amazing. greatest player, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was good, but he was just so frustrating. That was oh, his biggest mate. problem. Mm. He was, he was talking about it. Today, in open space from 30 yards, greatest player ever. In front of it, trying to do a one-on-one, he's frustrated as anything. He's just crazy as well. <laughs> he just do crazy things like shooting from like 80 yards and stuff and then sometimes shouting at everyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he always turned up against Arsenal. If you could play Arsenal every week, you'd be laughing. He'd, he'd do them mad like backflips and all that. Yeah, stuff, he'd do them it? wasn't there some rumour that Fergie had told him that like he's not allowed to do it anymore or something like that? I'm sure there was like <laughs> yeah. he told him off like you can't be doing it, you might hurt yourself because he was so valuable, obviously. Well, this is it, yeah. Because <laughs> there was a lad at Portsmouth, one of you did one who got injured. Do you remember? Yeah. Came off and scored, did a flat <laughs> flip, got that. injured, had to come off, and Portsmouth for fighting relegation. I remember Harry Redknapp was going berserk on the sort of oh line. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Fergie did, um, did ban him from He'd doing been it. doing it in the reserves, um, Lodgy Ramazani. Really? I think th- three goals in a row during him, and I think he'd been told to stop, and the next two goals I, after that, he'd I don't think there's it. a need for a backflip, is there? In the reserves? I don't know, in front of like Dave and his mate in the crowd, and that's about it. And you're doing backflips. It's like, dedicated really? to the back Yeah, fair enough. Right. Listen, if, you, if I scored a goal at any level for, for Manchester United, I'd be doing back, well, if I could do a backflip, I would do backflip. You'd try one. Yeah. You'd rather have Nanny in it from 30 yards than Andres Pereira, really, wouldn't you? So. Yes. Don't, don't, man. I mean, if there's one player, right, we'll talk about it briefly. We, you know, we did win 6 0 against Tranmere at the weekend. Yep. Good result against a crap team, no disrespect to them, but they're not, you know, the 21st in League One for a reason. And they just played two hours of football against Premier League opposition, albeit a sort of um, makeshift Watford team. And yet even then, Pereira to me just didn't look good. The thing is with him, I, f- I find, I mean, I get so frustrated with him because obviously I've watched him going in the 18s and reserves and he's always looked better than what he is. He always looked too good for the 18s, too good for the reserves. But... He does look like he can do it, but it's just decision-making at some points. It's just awful. He's um, He shoots when he shouldn't shoot. And then we just a simple pass and he won't do it. He'll just drag it back. And it's just little things like that where he just gets so frustrating. But if he had a bit of head on him, I think he could be a decent mm. player. See, this is a problem. You, you can't really, you know, give him a head transplant, can no. you? And I think, he's what, is he 24 now? Maybe he's not someone, a kid, is he? Maybe something to scream at him. 23, 24. He's been around, like you say, for a little while. Yeah. And I don't know if he's ever going to get it. And I think he's had more chances than anyone at that level. He's played quite a lot this season. Yeah. Like, he's had a lot of chances against a lot of opposition. At the end of the day, the you know, the playing Tranmere, if even Jesse Lingard can manage to find himself a goal, do you know what I mean? Like, if even he managed to do that, then... Um, why couldn't Pereira at he's, least he's look prolific and... in the cup competitions Jesse I'll have you know he's got <laughs> one against the start against popped up with a goal and assist and Pereira didn't really seem to it was right it was like, like the, the Christmas wasn't it the name got his debut goal bless him <laughs> honestly um, like the names on that score sheet and Jesse. Pereira couldn't get on there it wasn't even that he couldn't get on there. It was the fact that he didn't play very well against them as well. He just kept giving the ball away. One pass went about 50 and, yards. To be him as well, I don't think level. he suited that, that pitch either. <laughs> he's, he's one of them players and he just Why? moves. Because it, it's a football pitch. <laughs> well, because he's, he's Belgian, isn't he? But then he decided to be Brazilian. And so, you know the Brazilians like? They need you a nice carpet. You think that'd be like perfect mix? You think you'd have a little bit, you know, of uh, Eden Hazard and a bit of Pele? <laughs> but it's like we've got, like, Fellaini and Cleberson on a bad day. Um, yeah. Going um, back to transfers, sorry to keep going on about it, but one thing that, that's popped up now is we're going to appoint a director of football. Um, it was just that's what I was looking now. Not popped up now, popped up recently. <laughs> Antero Henrique. Years ago. Um, now, 
he's a former PSG director of football. The talk of him coming in. To be the PSG director of football is not really the greatest job of, like the greatest job application in the world. It's like, what's your decision making? Well, I have a lot of money yeah. and this player's good. Let me just chuck it at him. That sounds like tailor made for United, that, doesn't it? It's well, like we, we do need that a director sort of, of nonsense. A director yeah. for football. I mean, I get criticized for saying this, but Woodward does a great job on one side of the game. He brings his job is to get money into United and he does right. that phenomenally. But he's terrible at the football side. He really is. And everyone's saying, get rid of Woodward, but I, you need to keep him in there making that money and just get someone else to two different roles. But keep, just keep him in the financial side and get someone in for the football side. Is he doing as good a job, though, as you would say, in bringing in money? Because if you look at it, right, there was an article a few weeks ago comparing United to, I think it was, is it General Electric? In the sense that for a club that size, the growth isn't that great. Because I think Ogden did a tweet or a post about the fact that the share price has gone up by 5p or whatever. But if you look over the last sort of 10 years, United hasn't grown for a club that size. Any business worth 4 billion quid usually grows at a sort of faster rate but, than United has. But he's got, if you look at the sponsors he's got in, it's ridiculous amount we've got now. Even like two seasons ago, we look at the back of the programme, all the people who sponsor us compared to what it is now. But we're not generating money Champions League money and things like that. If we were at the top, we'd be rolling with it. And also, didn't this start before Woodward came in? This growth that he's just because David Gill sort of. I, I think on I path. think I think David Gill's overrated. I think he did a great job, but Fergie ran that, that club. No, no, and I, I get that. Or not, not David Gill necessarily, but the club. In I think it was in two thousand and four or two thousand five. Started. It was even before the Glazers. It was starting to make sort of upward trajectory and they've just sort of jumped on the but, back of that. If you look at some of the deals Woodward's got in, it's, I mean, especially the position we're in and how bad we're doing, it's ridiculous really, the money that's been brought in. The trouble, the trouble I have well, with... And, and, and like I say, I don't, the football side is, is dreadful and he deserves all the criticism he's getting but just stick him doing the financial stuff and get the football man. I'll be honest with you mate, I won't trust him to fucking run the canteen let alone the, the club. I, get, I, 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 I kind of agree with Dave because I feel like if he just kind of directed, appointed director of football and just backed off. Never heard his name again. Never came out and said anything. Just maybe you saw him in the terraces occasionally, like every other CEO of every other club. Where you, you the don't... terraces with the scarf. Yeah, but hey, like, as in like he's bothered. It's up. like you don't you don't hear the name of hardly any other CEOs of any other club. This is what I mean about the nonsense of this man. He's not even a CEO. He's an executive vice chairman. Okay, exactly. A, a title he created for himself. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a title? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, though, the people in his position you don't see much of, on, or you don't hear much of. So if he just kind of backed off and he did his own thing and then just left the football alone, then I feel like United fans would eventually just there's forget also, it's just too easy, There's though, also this story as well, isn't there? That it's not even just him. I mean, again, I'm not ICK, so don't quote me, but a few outlets were reporting that it was actually one of the Glazers that stopped a, the bid going up for Fernandez. Was it Joel Glazer or someone? I think I heard. Yeah, he actually had the final, final say on whether they say, yeah, okay, we're going to go with that bit or not. Which again, that's, is, that's the thing is, though. It's worrying because what was just the face of it? Joel Glazer know about Portuguese he, football. When's the last time you actually heard any of the Glazers do an interview or ask about United? You don't hear anything from him. Mm. Woodward's the face of it, he, so anything they're doing, he gets the, the backlash from it. He's kind of their scapegoat yeah. in a way. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but as, no, I, guess, so, yeah. I guess when you think about it, if there's. Like you say, you don't hear of any Glazer stuff. There could be a lot that he's maybe taking the. But he the makes platform. a rod for his own back. He I mean, does. 100%. Six years ago, he said, We can do things in the transfer market that other clubs can only dream of. 
what the fuck have we done in the transfer market? That's that not other the clubs sort of can things that you of? say before you start making bids. <laughs> the sort of thing you say afterwards. It's like, yeah, we could do the things we, we we only dream of. We've got these players for these reasonable prices, not beforehand. And then they're like, oh yeah, you can do things you only dream of. Well, this player that's worth twenty, pay forty. Because I you mean, can. you know, other clubs only dream of paying for Alexis Sanchez to play for someone else. Who does that? We fucking do. I just don't do you know think what I mean? they appreciate what Fergie did for the club. He wasn't just a manager, he run that club. And mm. I, I think when he went and Gil went, I think Gil went because he knew I'll be in the shit if, if, um, if Fergie goes. They left together because he knew they couldn't do it on their own. When Moyes came in, Moyes wasn't going to go, right, lads, what we, <laughs> yeah, how do we run yeah. this club? Like, you know, in, I wish I'd followed in. suit and, yeah. you know, taking up following rugby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I get where you're coming from in the, the sort of the commercial thing, but but then, okay, if we are making money, why have we not spent some of it? The owners want it. Why why are we not seeing that, like other clubs, if you invest a little bit on the pitch, you're going to get it back in more money coming in because we still can grow more than we have been. Of, co of course, but we're, we're earning enough money where it, it doesn't matter to them because they've got a, an a income. dividend. And we've still got this debt that's been paid off. As long as that's been paid off and there's money to go back to them, I don't think they're that bothered. Do you think a director of football, Casey, Angelina, you two, do you think that's going to make much of a difference? Um, I mean, I don't know, because then you kind of think, like, what is the role of a director of football? And there's so many different, like, oh, they're supposed to do this, or are they supposed to do this? So it'd be nice to know how it's actually going to fit in and work at United. But... Like you say, I think if there's somebody that can kind of be more of a face than Woodward, I think that would be good. Um, I think it needs to be... I, I'm definitely not opposed to it because at the end of the day, we need change. And if somebody's going to come in and maybe get some transfers happening, that's a good thing. Um, I think it just more depends on who it is. Casey, okay, so do you think it makes sense to bring in a director of football at the end of the transfer window, which is what is apparently being mirrored. Is I mean, it makes sense in the in the way of I would have would have liked it if we made a couple of signings and then we're like, oh, we've got a director of football now because January is not really one you make plans for. You kind of January is really reactionary. It's like, what do we not have? What do we need? Well, we need goals. So this midfield has scored a lot of goals this season. We'll sign him. That's what Fernandez. It's like, well, we, we're running low on midfielders. Oh, we need a, someone to fill that role in. And we looked at Jude Bellingham, Vecino, all that lot. That's just to fill that hole. And then now we need a striker. It's a really reactionary window, whereas summer is the one that you plan for, you look at your team, you look at where I need to improve, where can I spend the money? And that's where I think the director of football comes in. But I feel like the, fi the thing with a director of football is everyone thinks it's going to be the fix-all. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this player, this guy's going to come in and he's going to be the massive gore, he's going to have control of everything. There are people in the club that are doing the role of a director of football. Now, like Matt Judge is apparently the person who yeah, talks yeah, to people. Point. It all matters about, the thing is, director of football is like, I've got all the scout reports, like, I got all the head scout, I basically take the job of a head scout, I get all the scouting reports. I look at them. I do what Matt Judge does. I pick the ones that I think United would be best for with the best price. I take the money off the club and then I go and buy them. So people are doing that now, but no one's, we're not signing anyone. We're haggling over 5 million, 5, 10 million for Fernandez, which I don't get. We're saying, oh, we're not worth it. Sporting need the money. But the fact is, is like, we're going to lose however much by not getting into the Champions League by not signing this player. And the fact is, is like, yeah, Port, uh, Sporting are right that other people probably will come in for him because he is the best midfielder in Portugal. <laughs> like He's the be probably the best player in Portugal at the moment. So it's like, it's such a weird situation that we're in because it just seems to be there's some weird mentality in the club that we don't need to spend that extra 10 million because we can like force it out of them when we need that player. 
it's more the financial sides coming before the fact of it's a football club. You need those players. There's reports as we're recording this that Barcelona are in for him. I saw this. There was a report that Barcelona were in for him and they were going to loan him to Valencia in a deal to bring Rodrigo to Barcelona as a backup striker. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. But I've always wondered with Fernandez because you look whenever I've, I don't know a lot about him, but his stats are certainly impressive. The brief times I've seen him on, you know, on, on the telly looks good. But I've always wondered why no one else is coming for him. Why Barcelona or Real Madrid or any of the big clubs? Because there's a lot of clubs out there that are struggling in Europe. Not struggling necessarily, but aren't are crying out for someone like him. And yet we're the only ones who seem to be in for him. I feel like it's a, it's he's he's got a. He's got weird traits, which I feel like would put clubs off him, like the sort of big clubs. So, I mean, like he's a hard worker. Obviously, he can play in a couple of positions. That's the sort of thing that we're looking at. That's why we want him. But I said it when we didn't sign him in summer. I was like, he takes so many shots from everywhere. And yeah, it's in the Portuguese league, so a lot of them go in, and some of them are trickling along the ground, and they go in and sort of thing. But every time he takes a shot, if he doesn't go in, it's a waste of possession. And I feel like clubs like Barcelona, especially, and Barcelona... Uh, all the big clubs like Tottenham and all that sort of thing are like well we don't want to lose possession possession is so important I think him, him, retaining. And Fred, him and Fred in the same team could just be absolute carnage <laughs> just shooting from everywhere and throw Pereira into I'd that rather, mix as I'd well I'd rather, I'd rather have him now but they can't be disrupting Fred's domination of the um, set pieces and corners because I, I just love the fact that Fred will just grab the ball and be like yeah free kick how, how far away yep no problem I've got it guys everyone sit back corner well, yeah I'm on it no problem <laughs> Like, everyone has got faith in me, so I'm not stressed because I'm going to go do the business. Is it? It's mad that, like, and it, you know, to be fair, Fred has been playing well, so I'm not overly oh, critical yeah, yeah. of him, but it is mad how he's, he does that. He thinks, I'll have this one, boys. Yeah. I've got this one. Step back. Even step after back Marcus back. scored that absolute yeah. worldie against Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. the next free kick, I think Fred was still like, nah, I've got yeah. this, Marcus. Don't worry. You, Marcus you is like, me. what are you doing? You move. Um, but yeah, Fernandez taking shots, Fred taking shots, and Pereira taking shots. Love it. I think, that's I think I'd be taking I shots by the end of that. I'd be like, yeah, no, I can't I think watch this sober a, anymore. I stand behind the ground, so I think I'd be wearing a cross helmet. Oli has done his press conference. Now, we're talking about Woodward being a conduit for a lot of abuse from fans, and in my opinion, you know, I think he's an absolute disaster. And I also want him to go, I don't want him to move to the commercial side, I just want him to go, but I get where you're coming from to a certain degree. In terms of Ollie, he's getting a lot of flack off a lot of people who see him as a puppet. This is what, what's being said, not my words, for the owners. The latest press conference is probably, arguably, his worst one in terms of what he said, where, you know, oh, we've got Sanchez who can come back in. How much of this lies with Ollie? The, the state that we're in. And when I say state, people go, well, we're fifth in the league, we're in the semi final at the time recording, we're in the semi final in the cup, we're in the Europa League. But we're miles off where we need to be, aren't we? We're miles off in terms of challenging. I think for he's the in title. a tough position. Obviously, he's he's a legend of the club. He loves the club. Majority of the fans got his back because of what he did as a player, not as a manager. Um, I think he's doing his best with the resources he's got. <laughs> but I don't think. Um, <coughs> it's probably it's probably asking for things and he's not coming through with it and he's just instead of complaining about what he's not got and what he's, he's just trying to stay positive about it but I think it's a level above him that's that's a problem I, I don't if he had the resources available I think we'd he'd do miles better what do you think Ange do you have faith it, in Ollie? it's one of those it's like what do people expect him to do in these press conferences like if he came out and was like yeah you know what I keep asking for things and it's not getting sorted out and it's really like pissing me off at the minute like but people would run with it and then it would be 
oh, um, he's disloyal to the club or he's not, you know, th- things like this shouldn't be discussed in front of everybody, like blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? I think he's in a re- he's between a rock and a hard place in that he's trying to be... I agree with you. I think the press conferences, they are... The, the David Moyes-esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. But at the same time, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, he could do better, I agree. Um, but it's like... I think he's just trying his best to be respectful and kind of diplomatic about the whole situation because, you know, you've seen with Mourinho, you've seen with so many managers and the media today. Like, if you say one thing, like, they're going to run with it, like, you're going to have to deal with, like, the repercussions of it. Like, if he said anything negative about a single player, like, that's it, then it's like, oh, Solskjaer and whoever at odds, blah, 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 you know, it'll be another Mourinho-Pogba situation and... I just think there's a lot of repercussions on whatever he says and he's trying his best to maybe be as careful as possible. Um, so I, I kind of feel sorry for him, to be honest. How much do you think, Casey, it comes into in being the opposite of Mourinho? Because Mourinho... And there's this myth that Mourinho went and told, told the owners from day one. He didn't. No. He was quite happy until the end of his career. Mm. At, at time United, sorry. <laughs> career, yeah, we could argue it is the end of his career, <laughs> the way he's doing at Tottenham. Um but yeah, he was quite happy until the last sort of few months when he started kicking off with the owners a little bit in what he was saying. And also the younger players, he was having to go at everyone. Mm. And all he came in and he's just been Mr. Positive. Do you think he's sort of running with that a little bit too far at times, just being the sort of the antithesis of Mourinho or do you think he's got the right idea? I feel like Mourinho, the, Mourinho didn't work because he, obviously he's, he's just a very controversial character, I'd say. It's, if, you don't, if he doesn't like you and he doesn't think that you're playing well, he'll tell you that. And I feel like it's all the fucking world that what we were looking for is someone who'd be like maybe a bit more positive to the players, a bit more trying to build them up. And we've seen players improve because of that. Like we have seen different aspects of the team improve. We've seen Rashford improve. We've seen Martial kind of improve his hold up play in the middle, but that's a bit touch and go. But it's still a, an improvement from where he was last season. And then we've also seen like McTominay's taking the role for, as his own in the midfield. The one that always gets me online that I, thought, I keep saying is like everyone's like. Oh, Ollie should just come out in a press conference and say, I'm quitting, and then just slander all the owners. I'm like, he's obviously a guy who loves the club. Like, and this is the thing that I feel like is the, the main thing that people should support Ollie for. He's a guy who loves the club, and he won't come out and criticize people because then he'll get sacked, and then it'll just get replaced with someone else, and it'll just continue this way. I feel like he knows that the only way he's going to ever have a chance of sorting anything out is by being in the manager's seat. And yeah, he might have to say, oh, we'll have to do this, we have to do that. But he's trying to do the best he can in order to improve a club that he loves, obviously. Has he got it in him? I feel like... I love Manchester United. I couldn't manage them. I feel, I feel, like, I feel, like, he he's, I feel like he's got enough. I feel like the fact that he he wants the club to succeed is enough for him to do at this moment in time. But I feel like any manager would struggle with what he has. Totally agree. And you got to remember, he's been so unlucky. Our, two, well, our best player at the club been injured. And then the player that stepped in that role and doing a job, McTominay, injured. Like the guy who's getting all the goals for us injured. You know, what, what can anyone do with this team at the moment? Mm. I, I do feel for him in that respect, you're right, Dave, because I think it was Wolves away in the league. Mm. The last time he had his strongest 11 to pick, to pick from, which was August. Mm. And I think then you mentioned Martial got injured after that game. Pogba got injured. Mm. Then Marcus, who was absolutely flying. McTominay as well. McTominay, I almost forgot about him, which says it all. I don't think it's the, mm. the volume of it, the number of injuries we've got. It's the players that are getting injured. Yeah. 
that's been the hard thing. If the Luke, it, yeah, so. if the Luke Shaw's and the people like that were getting injured, you won't be bothered. But no. it's the main players. Pereira's of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Shaw actually did get injured. He's meant to say it probably did us a favour, didn't it? But I, I, you know, I was just thinking. Then you look back at, um, you know, like before this season started and players that we, you know, we're all talking about, and I think. Rashford, I think you have to give Rashford obviously the credit, but I think you've got to give Ollie the credit as well because before this season started, a lot of people were like, right, you know, Rashford and Marshall, they've got to stand up and be counted. Rashford has got to be getting in X amount of goals. And the kid's doing it, do you know what I mean? And I think a part of that, you have to maybe look at Solskjaer and I think he is giving him support that he probably needed. Um, and, you know, players that have come in. And I think that's one thing about Ollie that for, for me comes across that, he does have the players' backs and he is supporting them. You know, Brandon Williams coming into the team, he's clearly supported him well and he's doing so well. You know, who would have thought, you know, maybe last season or a season and a half ago that Scott McTominay would be so pinnacle in our starting eleven? do you know what I mean? Are you and talking about the inaugural winner of the Jose Mourinho <laughs> Managers of the Year Award? <laughs> <laughs> Managers Player of the Year Award? <laughs> I mean, like the fact that you're saying, like, they've got to give Ollie credit because everyone yeah. before this season, everyone was like, it's either Rashford or Martial. One of them's got to be up front getting the goals. And Ollie was like, well, you know, stick them both on the pitch. They both can play together and they both can score. And that worked. Like, And everyone before that was like, yeah, it has to be one or the other. All the fan base were like that. And I feel like he's bringing the best out of the players that want to be there. Mm. Like, yeah. I think he's got, even managed to bring something out of Fred I mean we didn't even know Fred existed for a long time to be fair he's, he's showed a lot of faith in Fred I think is it 14, mm. 15 games Fred's like a wind up tie he just winds him up and just directs him <laughs> I mean yeah. he's, he's, he's not perfect and I think you know probably the players that are surrounding him are probably making him look a bit better than he is but he's done doing better than he was do you know what I mean there's some kind of I think yeah there's some kind of progression with him do you know what I mean um, so I, I'm not going to knock him. Yeah, I think, and you're right. I get it. He's shown a lot of faith in Fred. Um, he's getting the best out of Marcus. He's getting the best out of the best. But he's, he's sort of settled Marshall in a role that mm. he seems to be reveling in. But for every sort of positive that he's doing right, I also think there's there's there's, there's worries and there's yeah. negatives. You know, like Lindelof's gone backwards. There's still questions. Mm. I know it's not Ollie's fault about the goalkeeper, but there are questions for me about David de Gea. I'm still worried, and I never thought I'd say that. Um, Maguire's not quite living up to expectations no. even someone like Wan-Bissaka who was amazing when he Don't started start on Wan-Bissaka well I'm sorry I know you, you love him but <laughs> even he's sort of lost his edge a little yeah, bit yeah he has uh, yeah and I think that yes I get where you're coming from everything you've said about the positives Oli does deserve credit for because other managers couldn't get a tune out of Rashford and, and Marshall together other managers you know wouldn't have stuck Brandon Williams in not a chance would they have done that um, mm. they wouldn't have stuck with Fred and who was seen the best of but you know, other managers might be able to get better performances out of the likes of, of Lindelof, who I think is having a patchy season, mm -hmm. of David De Gea, um, to be able to keep um, Anna Mabasaka at the levels that, that mm. he's tired of. So it's it's very up and down. And the, the main problem I have with Ollie is I just think some of the things he says are just fucking ridiculous. I mean, I've supported Ollie, and I think, you know, we've got to give him at least in the season. I've said that all the time, mm -hmm. all along. But he, he should know better than to say some of the things he's saying in press conferences and interviews. Because, you know, the, the whole City one... The fact that they played their strongest team shows how far we're coming or whatever it was when they didn't. And it's embarrassing to say mm -hmm. that. Losing to 2-0 to Liverpool and use that as a positive. We only lost 2-0 to a team that you guys are all saying is the greatest team ever. You know, you know Manchester United fans, you know how, how they perceive things. Mm -hmm. And you know when you say those comments, how they're going to come across in the media and how they're going to cross to the fans. And they're, they're going to go down like a fucking lead balloon, which is what has happened. And that's a little bit of the, part of the problem. People go, oh, it's only words. It doesn't matter, but it does matter because it adds to this air 
at United at the minute that were just a farce. But we are though. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not, we're, yeah. That's what, we're not the team we were, and and it's going to take a while to get to that. So you can't be saying, yeah, we're the greatest team in the world. We're doing this. We're doing that. It's got to be a bit realistic. And mm. I get that, and I, I, realism is fine. But then there's delusion or the stupidity. Well, like with the Liverpool thing, you can't really come out and say, yeah, we're, t- we're terrible, Liverpool no, are no, amazing. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say you're terrible. You can say, you know, we had chances, we didn't take them, we gave it a game of it, but, you know, we're missing it's, key it's, players. We're trying to put a positive spin but, but on it. But when you say, oh, it shows, you know, the fact that we've only lost 2-0 at Liverpool, when as United fans, you're thinking, that's... Yeah. I, I know that, but he's, he's just trying to put I, a positive I, I, spin I, I, on I would rather I'd rather him, like, make these comments than... Like slate the team because that's what we were, we were saying before. Well, does it have to be one or the other? Can you not be a happy? I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't think. I get I, what you mean. Like he didn't. He didn't have to say like this person was crap. This person was crap. And he was like, you know, as a team, we just weren't good enough today. Yeah. Or, you know, some. I get what you mean. Saying City, you know, City. The fact City play a strong team against us Something shows how we're doing. I, mean, I feel what? like yeah. I feel what like are you on about? Is, me? There is obviously like the measured response you can give, but I think sometimes it's like. Someone are gonna, my, my players are gonna get stick anyway, so I might as well just say something positive, and then and like if anyone I'm, gets stick, it'll probably mm. be me. This is the whole thing I'm going back to. I get where you're coming from. I do want a bit of positivity, but I think he's gone so far the opposite of Mourinho now, where you know he's two steps away from saying Phil Jones is the greatest defender I've ever seen in my life. It's just madness. Did get a goal over there. It did. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's prolific. Don't Listen, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking Phil. Um, the derby is upon us. The Manchester derby. Um, I might just not watch it. <laughs> we're two goals behind. I mean, it's amazing that we're actually only two goals behind considering the, the first game, 40 yeah. minutes against, or 35 mm-hmm. minutes, whatever it was, against uh, City at Old Trafford. Dave, do you have any hope of United going through to the League Cup final? Um, not really, but I know it's the old cliche, it's a derby and anything can happen. I just think if... Um, they just got to go for it, really, because what else are we going to do this this year? Realistically, we're not. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near top four. Do you not, not think that maybe the FA Cup or the Europa? I don't know. I just think. I just don't think we're good enough, and this is just one game away from a final now. So if they can get even a two nil, was it? Is it two nil or three? I don't know what do we need, but it's not away goals, is it? It'll be even if it's yeah. two nil. Mm-hmm. I think it's penalties. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, there's an opportunity yeah. there if we just wow. just go for a bit. We haven't got the like Rashford and we haven't got the Pogba or McTominay, people players like that. But I know it's only Tramway, but it must give a positive vibe that yeah, we can score goals. And not being funny, some of them are good goals. Mm. Um, and they might think, right, let's just go for it, have a few shots. I mean, it all could backfire. It could be five 0 <laughs> to City, but why not go for it? Um, and do you think we've got any chance in the derby? Um, try and be positive. <laughs> you can be realistic. Um, you know. I d- I mean, you, you, your head's kind of saying no, um, because, you know, let's face it, like you say, we were lucky with the the, the score in the last one. Um, I've, I think it's just going to be another embarrassing moment. Um, I would I would love for it to be that, you know, um, I, I think the Tranmere game, yeah, it was great that we won 6-0, but I was a little bit annoyed that it wasn't more of a rotated team. Like when we did the preview and we were saying like it would be nice to have seen a few more young players and stuff like that, but it was bringing on, you know, like players that will probably be in that starting lineup. I think it would have been, I, I mean, I'm grasping at straws here. If they'd have got more of a rest for the, and not been in the Tranmere game, that means that they would play so much better against City. Probably not, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like you say, it's a derby. Anything could happen. Um, you know, if if Wan Bissaka's maybe on his A game, like you know the. 
the the other game when I didn't even realise Sterling was playing. Like, you know, he did have such a good game. You know, if players like that can show up. Um, but I think whatever happens, I think fans will probably have a bit more, whatever the result is, they'd have a bit more respect for the team if we actually just, like, have a go. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, even if it ends up being a little bit embarrassing, like, the you know, the score... If you've seen plays, you know, having shots on target, if those stats are a little bit better, I don't know. I'm not, do you know no, I'm I mean? not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the, this is how bad it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, you know, if we go out, but we have some shots on yeah. target. <laughs> Honestly, because when you've got no yeah. shots or corners, it's embarrassing. So, yeah, grasping at straws to the max there, probably. Casey, you were telling me before that you think we're going to win 4 0, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we are. I mean, I, I mean, a minute ago I said I wasn't going to watch it. I probably will watch it because it's Derby. Like, I was, I sat through it three once. That first half was painful. I feel like the the fact is like there's nothing to lose in that situation. Mm. It's like we don't have any pride. Yeah, the odds are against you. <laughs> the odds so. are against us. We have no pride. They've already beaten us three one. They've already battered us and knocked us about the pitch and that sort of thing. So if they beat us like four 0 then what they're going to say? Oh, we beat you four 0 It's like. Congrats, you're better than us. Is, is, is there nothing to play? Is, well, right, I know all these under constant pressure, but if we went there and got absolutely battered, is there not a danger that these, these owners could just think, you know what, and the fans could really turn on Ollie? Because in the ground, in the court, in the ground, it depends how embarrassing get, it is. Yeah, I do, the way we play as well. Yeah, if, if we just let more, us turn them out. I mean, like if, we, if, we, if, we're, if we're going out there and we're just basically just attacking, 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 and then they're just countering us and scoring, then I'd be like, all right, fair enough. At least we're just trying to get the goal. Because the fact is, is we're two goals down. It's like if we go there and we try and play nice defensive football, and we're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and we can't play defensive. Can't put we, ten anyway. men behind the ball and then concede win two anyway. 0 People kick off, but yeah. if they go, let's go for it and we lose three mm. 0 it won't be as bad. It's just a shame because I think you know you mentioned all those injuries, and I think for me the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, if you pardon the pun, is just Marcus being out. Mm. I felt we had a slim chance with Marcus. You know, even in the home leg, he, he was get causing. But a you'd like to think he'd at least get a goal. Yeah, and I just mm. think with just Marshall on his own and, and either Mason they've to, or they've got to take a James. risk with Mason starting him because remember in Rashford's start of his career, he scored the winner against City. No, you know, that, you know, he was, mm. he was only right at the start of his career and similar age to Mason. And Mason's already what got ten goals this season of the yeah, first season. Fantastic. Just, mm. just play him. Just play him in Marcus's position. And then what's the worst that can happen? That he'll have shots. He'll might maybe get a goal. It's no good on the bench. There's been, um, you're probably going to hear it yet, there's been a lot of chants, a lot of made, made about these chants. I think it's been blown out of proportion a lot in the media. Everyone's kicking off by it because of some of the, 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 lyric, the lyrics that are being used. What do you make of the Andy Glazer, Andy Woodward chants? Same as it was like 10 years ago, isn't it? Just, it's just, people are like kicking off yeah. about chants that we've said about other people for years and now all of a sudden it's an issue, like the Build a Bonfire one. Like, all of a sudden it's disgraceful and it's an outrage and it would be, you know, we were saying that about... City and Scousers, and now you're saying it about the Glazers, and it's well, like, I remember the very first Green and Gold Garth campaign, they were singing similar songs to that, and no one was saying anything, being praised, if anything. Yeah, it's just, I think the world's just changed. What do you make of it, Angie? The, the chance and the reaction to them? Um, uh, I do get what you mean. I think it has been blown out of proportion when you look at like things that have been going on. I think there's a lot worse said, um, in, in other football clubs, to be honest. Um, obviously, it's not nice talking about 
you know, burning pee. I guess if you look at it that way. <laughs> you look at it roll down, you think, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's but, a little bit but no, but no one's going to the shop to buy a pack of matches, are they? Just, it's just, uh, it's you know, uh, it's like, you know, Nemanja Vidic doesn't murder themselves. people, apparently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people are like, expressing uh, themselves. King, Dwight the York the isn't day. the king of pornography, officially. <laughs> it's just, officially. Yeah. Soon the just unofficially, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like sometimes, like, really? And it, it's not even the it's not even the chance. It's the reaction, I think, has been over CT, where people are, like, losing their mind about it. And I'm like... Because at the end of the day, you know, people... People are expressing themselves in whichever way. Um, I think people have got a right to be angry. People have got a right to express themselves. Um, and, you know, it's just, I, I do agree. I think it's been blown a bit out of proportion. Casey, what do you make of it? I mean, as, as Ange said, I don't really think that it's a nice thing to be gentle about. I don't, like, it's a bit of a weird time. Like, this is the time where we draw the line. Like, a lot of the reporters have been like, you shouldn't be chanting about, the, the, you shouldn't be chatting about putting on bonfire. Fair enough, but we shouldn't be chatting about putting anyone on bonfire then. But just this is where you've decided to bring it out. And then the fact is, is like, and then they're like, you, sh you shouldn't be like chatting about the glazers and all this sort of anti-glazer stuff. I'm like, okay, that's taken a bit far because the fact is, is that, yeah, we can chat about the glazers and if, we, if, if people are annoyed with the glazers, then they can chat about whatever they want. They can say what they want. They're just expressing their, their frustrations. Which is just, it's just how it's been handled by the media is a bit weird. I, I get where you're coming from. I think it has been, as I said earlier, it's been blown out of proportion. It's been, and it, it surprised me a little bit because some of the chants I've heard over the years at Old Trafford where you think, really? You know, like, Shinji Kagawa's granddad bombed Pearl Harbor and stuff like that. And you're mm. like, no one ever bothered with it and mm. didn't make it. And now this, it's like, it's not just one or two, it's like half the media yeah, have just it's suddenly like, this become is what it's like, it's like, This is where we've suddenly drawn the line. It's like, well... It, it's like the Dal Bleach one, you know, there's a tavern in your town. Yeah, and exactly. And no one's about, ever, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. And these postmen... You know, are, Sir Kenny Dal Bleach, <laughs> and we're talking about, like, hanging him or whatever. Um, and it's like, no one really kicks off back, but yet now it's like, Edward Wood, I'm not condoning saying you're going to kill someone before anyone sort of yeah, starts yeah, getting yeah, all yeah, Santa in the comments. I'm not saying that. My point is... To me, the reaction from the media seems a little bit old And I think there's a lot worse that is said. It'd be nice if the media maybe took, you know, the racist chants that you hear, if they took them as seriously as they're taking something that is obviously not safe. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's people are obviously not going to... Yeah, exactly. And it's people, things that have been said, you know, for a while versus something where it's actually, you know, a lot more serious. You could get offended by... And I know there are offensive chants, like you said, racist mm -hmm. chants are offensive and other chants. But you know, like I've seen people saying slagging off the Georgie Best chant because oh, well, Georgie Best was an alcoholic. Yeah. So what happens we're then? No go one on chants with about Best, But the thing is, you know, we're talking about going up to heaven to have a drink with someone. It's 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 not real. No. It's a it's a jokey song. Do you know what I mean? I mean and it's but like, then, like no where do you draw the line? No one's going to buy a bucket with a big hole in it. It's not going to happen. I think that's and the thing. At the like, end of the day, like, where do you draw the line? So what? There's, there's like no chance now. Like, no I've one seen I've seen fifteen year olds at Old Trafford singing. You know, we took the cop and Chelsea too, and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I get that you have to have a limit. I'm not saying you can go and just start chanting horrible abuse to everyone, but I do I do think um, a little bit of it has been blown out of proportion. And I wonder how much of it is this sort of PR thing now because people are pointing out Neil mm. Ashton has become Edward Wood's PR. I just think advisor, it's. I just think it's he's the, got mates in the media and as he's sort of. I don't necessarily think it's United. And said, come on, let's get behind Ed. I just think it's the way the world is now. He, I mean, even like some things like Twitter, something you could have said 10 years ago gets hounded now. It's <laughs> yeah. something simple mm. and it's just the way the world is now. Well, someone got the air like, was it the other week? Was it Travis Sinclair? It was a donut anyway who says horrible things, but he said something about. Dippers, didn't he? 
and then he had to delete it or rat, rats or something. He had to apologise, which I think Travis Sinclair just apologised for everything he does, to be honest with you. He's <laughs> an absolute disaster class on social media and generally in life and what, what we gather. But he was saying that, and then, you know, years ago, or for many years, people were tweeting that all the time. Not necessarily me, but, you know. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that me. Yeah, so, yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. It, right, <laughs> um, we're going to wrap up. Before we do, we'll have our Wally of the Weeks. Casey, I'll start with you. Who is your Wally of the Week and why? Uh, in fact, just sorry, just before we do Wally Week, quick quick fire one. Are we going to sign anyone in January? Yes. Who? Striker on loan. Who? I don't know who. who? Uh, oh God, this is give us the now. name now. This is this is pressure. Uh, <laughs> just a striker on loan. I'd say the closest this probably is like that's Lamani or someone in that mode, but I don't know. Right. No, I don't think we're going to sign. No, I agree with you too. I'm just going to be positive. Right. Positivity on this end. Um, sorry, yeah, Wally of the Week. Uh, I'd, I'd go with the tram tramway keeper. That was just mm. fantastic. The fact. Oh, that, uh, Scott Davis. Oh yeah, the the, the He's a massive City friend fan. friend of the channel. <laughs> <laughs> the mass, massive City fan. who was like that. It's like it's not even like he let in one or two. He let in six. Matt, a few of <laughs> the lads that went to the game were chatting to them, and they were saying he was really getting rattled. He kept turning, singing, chanting "City" to them and stuff like that, and they were really getting under it was his a skin. It was a fantastic yeah. that every single goal went in the same place as yeah. well. <laughs> it was yeah. like, and he, with his all the nonsense he was talking about about his City underwear and before the game, and it means so much to me. And then <sighs> Scott. Don't worry though, mate. You've got a nice relegation battle to look forward to, so it's not all bad news. <laughs> hey, enjoy League Two. Um, go on, mate. It's your Wally of the Week. Probably the Tranmere Chief Groundsman. Tell <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you what? It's the first time the Tranmere goalkeeper and Tranmere Chief Groundsman have been our Wally of the Week. Well, um, the state of that pitch, you know, the way it was being on TV, you want to show the best of your club on a pitch like that. And not only that, um, the women were supposed to play there a week ago oh, and that yeah. got called off because of yeah. the state of the pitch. It's just. For a professional football team to have a pitch like that these days, just horrendous. I thought, sorry, women, I thought you might have gone with the officials at the the, the, the women's derby. That was uh, a bit of a stinker on it, from what yeah. I gather. Yeah. Um, VAR might no, need to come in. No, I'll leave that. Just go yeah. line, line technology will do. But no, all right, yeah, VAR, sorry, right. go line technology. Um, Angie's your Wally of the Week. Oh, I don't know. Anyone from Tranmere left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sea lady at Tranmere. <laughs> hey, she's a in disgrace. Slender. Yeah. Joke. No, um... I, w I was going to go with the goalkeeper just because of the stuff I was reading. You can, have, really you can have the same I'll one. I'll have the same one then. Most I'm... of us say Ed Woodward every week. So <laughs> yeah, I can't really think original. of anyone else who's irritated me, <sighs> which is quite rare, actually. So I had a list like the phone book, even, if I'm being honest. Um, but I'm going to go with Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> right? And I know this sounds bitter, and all these scouts who <laughs> bizarrely seem to comment on our videos, and City fans will be like, oh, because they tend to get involved as well when we slag off Pep Guardiola. I'll be like, oh, you're just jealous, you're just bitter, right? Jurgen Klopp has said that he's gonna he's not gonna manage the team for his fourth round replay. He's gonna let not even his assistant, I think it's his youth coach or the academy coach oh, manager. That's disrespectful. And right. he's gonna yeah, and he's gonna have like a reserve team that, that goes out and he's moaning about the FA Cup and, and the replays and stuff like this. And it's like, mate, you've not even won yet a, a domestic trophy in in England and you, you're complaining about it and saying we should scrap this and, and change this and trying to sort of rejig it all. It's the way every other club about? has dealt with it. You know, every other club that's won the Premier League have had to, you know, 
deal with. I won't mind. Games he, he could, he know, could rest his it. entire Premier League team now yeah, forever yeah, yeah. because they're going to walk the league. You, this you, season. Know, you I mean, know what? If everyone was injured and he was proper struggling, then you yeah. could maybe understand why he was bitching and moaning about it. But it's like at the end of the day, like you say, you can play your reserve team and you'll probably still win, mate. Like, chill out. Oh, no. It's absolutely I mean, fine. I, mean, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with him up to a point. I was like, yeah, this winter break's coming and everyone, the, the Premier League have made a big deal. It's like, got to give your players a break. I mean, this is like how they're doing it. They've added it in, and I get that sort of thing. But it just seemed a bit petty when he was like, I'm not managing it. And my assistant's not And he's just disrespectful as well, I think, to the team that they're playing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, to be honest with you, I see these Shrewsbury fans running onto the pitch <laughs> to get selfies with Dejan Lovren. and I think, you know, you read what yourself, to be honest with you, sometimes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like Guardiola was saying it about the League Cup, wanting about get rid of the League Cup or something along those lines. It's like... You know, you're not here Let, to change football yeah, in terms of tournaments. Yeah, let's tear up years you know, of English football yeah, history. Yeah, deal with it. Fergie dealt with like it every year. We else, did the treble. How else are we going to get into Europe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after the City game, we'll probably wish we did abolish the League Cup. Um, <laughs> They, he's going about abolishing the League Cup, but he keeps getting to the final every time. He's like, oh, no, it's such a, it's all right now. It's such like a terrible it. competition. He's just holding the trophy. It's such a terrible competition. Exactly. I hate it exactly. so much. He got a bit annoyed, I think, when we won it that time, the his first season, we knocked him out, didn't we? Mm. And we went on to win it. And I was at the press conference where he got oh, asked memories. about uh, Yeah, when we used to win trophies. And he got asked about it after we'd won it. Um, and he got a bit annoyed because people were saying to him, do you wish you'd put a stronger team out against United? Now they've won their first trophy. It's only February. You know, do you wish you'd have done something similar? And I think, I don't know if that got in his head or if he just wants to get a trophy in early. But to be honest with you, any of the, the top two, Liverpool or City, they've got the squad. They've spent enough money and they've got enough players that they should be able to, to compete on uh, many levels. Dave, where can people find you? Um, YouTube and Instagram at David Pritz and Twitter, David J Pritz. What are you up to this weekend? Are you going to, um, is there anything happening? Or are you just going to go at the Wolves game? We've got Wolves, haven't we, weekend, which we've not even mentioned. I'm going, um, not going Norwich on Friday. Can't get down there uh, for the reserves. I'm going to Blackburn, 18s in the morning, then Wolves. <laughs> You're not going to Norwich, you absolute part-time <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Call yourself United fan. Oh my God, I don't even know that. I wouldn't even imagine one here. <laughs> um, and where can people find you? Just Angelina Kelly on Twitter and Instagram, that's about it. Right, that's an original name. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> and Casey. Uh, Twitter at Casey underscore Evans underscore. It's complicated, I couldn't get my phone name. <laughs> Not and, underscores. Then, and then uh, Instagram is at CMEvans198. And also I'm sporadically on Stratford Paddock if you want to go and watch that. Yeah, there's all sorts of madness going on over there as well. Um, we've not touched on the Wolves game, we don't know. We're going to win, but we always be here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't forget to give us a like on iTunes. We're on Audio Boom, on Spotify. Um, are we missing anything, producer Nick? Is that it? No. Lost count. Yeah, you know where to find us. Make sure you give us a, a like and a subscribe and a, a review if you can. Also on YouTube as well. Um, I've been Jay. This has been the Full Time Devils podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.